Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hi, I'm Kylie Merritt, the founder of AusBiz. Our goal at AusBiz is to provide you with news and information you can use to make better investment decisions, whether it's live, on demand, in the newsletter, or a podcast like the COB. We make it available at no cost to you. The bigger our audience, the more we can invest in great content. So I have a favour to ask. If you could take a minute to leave a review of the COB in the Apple Podcast app, it'll help us grow. And of course, don't forget to catch up with all the best interviews each day at osbiz.com.au. Thanks for listening. From Barangaroo Studios, the Osbiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, good afternoon or good evening, whenever you're listening to us. This is the 26th of February, the COB coming to you on this Friday afternoon. I'm Nadine Blaney here with David Scott himself. It's great to be here. And it could be good morning for the, uh, anyone who's listening over in uh, North America or Europe. Hope you're, having, <laughs> hope you're having a fantastic day. Yeah, that's aiming high. I thought maybe people who just for some reason want to listen to it on a Saturday morning when all the markets information is old. Anyways. Let's get on with it because what did we learn this week, Scotty? Uh, we learned that bond yields can in fact rise and they can do so quite swiftly. I'm going to call out uh, one David Koch who uh, regularly says on this channel that the bond market is boring and uh, this week we proved otherwise. We. I like how it's a collective we when you're talking bond markets. Yeah, there are some expectations that inflation will rise and you can see why. Look at commodity prices. I mean, commodity prices have been a story this week as well. Yeah, uh, that's all feeding into the picture. And uh, there's obviously a lot of people getting very excited about the prospects for much hotter economic growth. And uh, I know you put that in the, with reopening trades and people wanted to go and, uh, and spend and get out there and, uh, and have some fun after and stimulus. Pretty, a pretty miserable uh, no, year. And uh, you, you said exactly right. No, the $1.9 trillion uh, coming in uh, some form or another to the US economy to go and juice it even more in an environment where it's going to be rocking and rolling. Um, I said it yesterday and I'll say it again. I still think that we haven't seen anywhere near the levels that yields can go and get to. Before it's, uh, this is out, we're going to see some really hot data for a long period of time, at least you know, two, three, four, five minutes uh, ahead in that European and Northern uh, North American summer. Yeah. Um, I was speaking to somebody yesterday evening from Edinburgh who was saying, yeah, he can easily see uh, bond yields at two and a half to three percent by the end of this year. But he was also at pains to put it in the broader context you know, comparing it to where bond yields, you know, have sat in the past and where they sat pre-COVID. And, you know, I, I guess the big question that many investors are asking themselves right now is, you know, is this, is, is this steepening of the yield curve something that I need to be alarmed about? Well, it's just signaling that uh, there's at this stage, it's looking at uh, growth and inflation expectations. That's what the primary move is. We have seen a bit of uh, you know, real yields start to go in inch up, but they still remain very deep in negative territory. Uh, so that's nothing to go and worry about at this stage. Um, 
But yeah. So what? What we is it that people are worried that you know the Fed say would have to lift rates sooner rather than later? Uh, it comes down to uh, a four-letter word. Begins with D E B T, and the one key difference between any other period of time and right now is that we are heavily indebted particularly in uh, not only uh, development markets, but uh, in the likes of China and everything else, and how we uh, can cope with high interest repayments uh, when we have a, even a modest lift in yields. No one knows really for sure. We haven't seen that mm -hmm. environment for a very long period of time. Uh, that's what I think the markets are fretting about. Uh, that can go and slow down things very quickly. And also, we've just seen assets valued, uh, you know, at, uh, you know, the future Valuations. cash yeah, the, 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 the value of future cash flows have put so much emphasis on them uh, because of where risk-free rates are here and today. All of a sudden, you start having like, some doubts about you know, how much those cash flows are worth, and you can see what's happening. Or today, like the, all those like really uh, high beta, high alpha like, you know, stocks that have really outperformed the broader market over the past 12 months are the ones that are getting absolutely pumped. Uh, and I'm not surprised in the slightest that we're seeing that. They're so richly valued. Price of perfection. They can go and release great results. The cows come home. But unfortunately, we're in an environment now where growth, for lack of a better way of saying it, is going to be nowhere near as scarce as what it was previously. Okay. Fed speakers this week, I think there's about five, including the chair, Jerome Powell, still saying that they will keep interest rates low. They've got tools to manage the, the bond yields. And I guess as well, to your point, part of that is because they want governments to keep spending and borrowing. They're cognizant of the debt. And not only that, but debt that all across the spectrum people are carrying. They don't want people to be losing money and to be getting burnt. Yeah. You want to be having strong economic growth without the increase in leverage that associated with it. So you want to be growing uh, you know, the economy faster than what debt is growing. So they bring that uh, that down. But even then, because of a lot of nations have got, uh, you know, the debt is more than uh, than 100% of, uh, of economic output for the other uh, nation each year, they've got to go and slow it down even more to go and just keep that static. So um, it is going to be really interesting to see how it happens. But it, you're right. It's like, no, it, it's... Yields are rising for a good reason. They're not. They're not rising for a bad reason. Uh, it does point to uh, to stronger uh, stronger earnings for a select number of sectors and uh, and individual companies. Yeah. Just, just not those that were priced for like you no know, being the dominant forces uh, that the markets were pricing in just a few weeks ago. And we had this very conversation with Jason Tay earlier, the CIO at Vertium Asset Management. So yeah, there is volatility. We saw it today in the market. I mean, that was a pretty dismal performance been put in. We knew we knew that it would be bad. It was bad right around the region. Uh, but Jason says that, look, through the volatility do come opportunities. And so you can listen to where he sees the opportunities if you just click on that link in the show notes. Uh, look, we have been obsessed with reporting season. We still are. Uh, but I guess today the focus was uh, slightly elsewhere. Still, though, we did speak with BWX. It is a beauty products developer and manufacturer. And... Um, yeah, it's an interesting one to watch in terms of reporting season. I'm just uh, just getting up the share price right now. And it was one of the few in reporting season, really the few in the market today, that had a really great session off the back of its results. If you would like to listen to David Fenlin, who's the group CEO, talk about what the outlook has in store for the company, you can do so via the show notes. And uh, Thorny Technologies, this is an interesting one, I guess, in the context of what we were just talking about. Correct me if I'm wrong, but they are um, invested in Thorny Technologies, TEK is the ticker code, in some of these really high, high growth names, including Zip. 
Yeah, no, buying the dip today as well. Um, I did ask the question, but I uh, know is there a way to go and uh, de-risk that portfolio? Because whilst the, uh, the, the fund has done very well over the past 12 months, uh, there are a very large proportion of stocks that are very hot and have moved a long way and very susceptible to a change in market conditions. And I did point out that today, and uh, the response back was that it was risky not to be in these uh, these uh, these companies. Um, some of them are buy now, pay later. I um, I shrugged my shoulders to whether I think that's going to be revolutionary in the greater scheme of things. But uh, look, for, to date, uh, he's done very well out of that. Um, but the, the the proof will be in the pudding where that has their legs longer term. Okay, you can listen to that interview via the show notes as well. If you've got some time over the weekend, you should, I mean, I'm biased, but you should go to the website, ausbiz.com.au. We've got a whole host of CEO interviews that you can listen to to get an idea of where these people see the economy, where they see the opportunities going forward, and their take on uh, what's to come through the rest of 2021. Uh, one other CEO that we spoke with today was the CEO of Novanix. NVX is the ticker code. He was coming to us, Dr. Chris Burns, live from Halifax, Nova Scotia in Canada, where the company is HQ'd. Uh, they do a lot in the battery technology anodes, uh, manufacturing. They've got support from the U.S. government. They've got contracts coming with the likes of, you know, Samsung. Uh, he talked to us, Scotty, about there being just so much pent-up demand for what they are looking to produce. They've done a massive capital raising, $146 million for small cap. And uh, it was the stock of the day. I spoke with Adam Dawes from Sean Partner, Henry James Jennings, I should say, from Marcus Today. Here's what they had to say about the stock of the day, Novanix. Um, I, I like this, you know, it's a, it's a great theme and it's been playing out um, across a lot of places. This, this is a company at the forefront of technology in this battery space, working on, on new battery technology that's going to enable cars to charge quicker, go longer. It is a wait and see how it uh, holds up with this raise. They've had some good news, the numbers have been out and uh, they've announced the, the new partnership with the, the university. So, you know, there, there's a lot of good things going for this, but you know, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of indigestion that has to be worked through, I think, before it kicks again. But I do see there's fairly significant downside given that the share prices rally and it's the early stage of the development of the company. So you just gotta be a little bit careful there. What Henry's also talking about is some of those new big contracts, potentially Samsung contract is, yep. is due. So the, that might be a catalyst for them going forward. And they've also got their DPMG pilot plant that they need to talk to the market about as well. So again, that might be something that could help move the catalyst or keep that moving forward. I think the EV thematic is obviously well, well documented and I think that will continue. So look, it's a hold from me. I think the share price has rallied too hard and I'd be cautious at these levels. And so, as you would have heard, look, they both think it's interesting. Uh, they both uh, recognize the thematics that are, you know, providing a tailwind to this company. I think it's just on the watch list for both of those guys. So not going in the portfolio. Yeah, I'm not going to pretend to know the technology, but I know it's definitely one of those companies like others in the battery material space that's benefited from the rise of Tesla. Uh, I've grave concerns about Tesla's uh, near-term outlook for our other share price. So be interesting to see what happens with that and what the flow-on effects would be. There may be some buying opportunities there. A few, a fewer CEOs coming up for you on Monday, just because the bulk of reporting season is done. There's a couple laggards coming through on Monday, but really they, they're in by the end of the month, aren't they? Uh, we'll be speaking with Michael Janicki. He's head of Australian equities at Credit Suisse at 1030. So he'll give us his assessment 
of reporting season, whether or not their thinking's changed in any way. And of course, we'll be talking bond yields uh, once we're through this US and European session to see what happens. Uh, it's going to be an interesting one uh, right across the board. Look, tonight, um, no top tier data on the horizon, as far as I know. Uh, the focus will be this weekend on the uh, the China official PMIs that were released on Sunday, I think. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, keep an eye on the uh, and what's going on with those yield curves, any Fed commentary that comes through. I noticed today that we did see quite a big pullback in the Australian yields and, uh, and US yields as well. Seems to be Australian yields, maybe you can almost go and argue, were, were leading the other movements uh, globally in the Asian session. Uh, didn't really catch too much attention in equity markets, but... Uh, yeah, it's uh, interesting to go and watch that. We know how uh, susceptible, uh, particularly the uh, the growth names are, to a flick higher in yields. If it uh, if they come off those highs that we're seeing at the moment, the hold there, then maybe there'll be some uh, some respite for the markets. Look, uh, you know, to all the investors out there listening, it was a pretty ugly day on uh, equity markets on Friday. All major sectors into the red in Australia. Infotech obviously faring the worst. Look, um, we uh, well, we wish you all a good weekend. You know. Move on from that. Enjoy the weekend. I love that. Better days ahead on Monday. Yeah, I love that. Oh, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's just been a bloodbath. But yeah, have a great weekend. No, I know. <laughs> it was a bit abrupt. I actually didn't know where I was going with that one. But um, yeah, had, negative day. Look, we're not, uh, I'm not in any way sort of negating it. But yeah, we'll see what happens over the weekend. Yeah, we've had a very long week in a very long month uh, here at, uh, at Osby's. We've all worked ourselves very hard. And uh, we'll, yeah. looking forward to, uh, for, our, for our drinks uh, tonight. But uh, it's going to be, uh, yeah, it's uh, really interesting to see how markets react. And I don't think of this uh, bout of volatility is anywhere near over uh i suspect that yields are going to go high and uh depends on how quickly that occurs uh how much volatility we'll see but uh the moves we've seen this week uh probably going to be around for a while yet have a good weekend scotty you too catch you on monday, monday. shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business like that let's put it online and see what happens stage and the site is live that we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage thanks you're all set that count it up and ship it around the globe stage this one's going to thailand and that wait did we just hit a million orders stage <laughs> Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. 